Welcome to CoinStack, our podcast and newsletter on Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, DeFi, blockchain, Web 3.0, and the future of money. Let's get started. CoinStack is sponsored by HeartRhythm, the crypto quant fund focused on global and social transformation. For three years now, their crypto trading strategies have generated exceptional returns without a single down month by using a combination of algorithmic trading, margin lending, DeFi yield farming, and hedged liquidity pools. HeartRhythm is now hiring to scale up their team, which is currently based in San Francisco, Boulder, and Chicago, but it's a remote first team, so you can live anywhere. They're hiring smart contract developers, quant engineers, data scientists, and a COO and CFO with hedge fund experience. If you're interested in joining their exceptional team or learning more about their crypto quant fund and social impact focus, visit heartrhythm.com. That's rhythm like algorithm, R-I-T-H-M. Thank you to Heartrhythm for sponsoring this episode of CoinStack. What's going on, guys? This week, we have a handful of international news for you. First one up, we got Bitcoin hitting all-time high above 66K on the strength of ProShares ETF debut. That guy uh, actually launched on Tuesday. And we have a little story here about the cryptocurrency pushed past the previous record of 64889000 in April and was changing hands at around 66685 as of military time 15 Hours 44 minutes or 11.44 Eastern Standard Time. The largest cryptocurrency appears to have gotten a push on Tuesday from the launch of the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF, the first exchange-traded fund approved by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission to invest in Bitcoin futures. The new fund traded on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker BITO, hauled in $570 million of assets on its first day, and racked up a billion of trading volume, ranking it among the most successful launches of all time. In the coming weeks, several more Bitcoin future-based ETFs may debut in the U.S., opening the potential for savvy U.S. crypto investors to partake in what is known as cash-and-carry arbitrage strategies. Yeah, so actually our feature article this week is a little piece by yours truly, looking into how the Bitcoin ETF affects our market and what it looks like for price for the end of Q4. So stay on the lookout for that guy. Number two, we have Ethereum developers delay the difficulty bomb again. The proposal will move the bomb from December 2021 to June 2022, a date developers expect to have finished the transition to proof of stake. On that note, the proposal protects the Ethereum network from the bomb's exponential difficulty increases by moving the bomb to new block height. If the bomb were to explode, difficulty increases would lengthen block times until the network became unusable also known as the Ice Age. The difficulty bomb was originally included into Ethereum's architecture with its first hard fork, Frontier dying in 2015. Now, a contentious feature of the chain, the bomb was intended to force developers, miners, and users to proof of stake 18 months after the Genesis block. However, aspirations for Ethereum 2's aggressive timeline continue to fail, necessitating the bomb's defusement multiple times. Five years later, the bomb now acts as a deterrent for miners continuing the blockchain after the merge. Miners will have to amend any continued proof-of-work Ethereum blockchain without the developer community's aid to come in June. Uh, what about the miners? The difficulty bomb to be used in time in order to protect miner profits. If not, miners risk losing mining revenue as block time slow. 
Moyers Glacier, EIP 2384, serves as a good template for what occurs if the bomb is left on. The bomb accidentally erupted during the holiday months, necessitating an emergency hard fork of sorts. Mining revenue suffered proportionally as block times increased from 12 seconds to 17 seconds. Yeah, let's not, let's not increase those fees or that time, right? <laughs> CFTC finds Tether and Bitfinex $42.5 million for untrue misleading claims. The U.S. regular issued an order simultaneously filing and settling charges against Tether, the issuer of the crypto industry's largest stable coin. The Federal Commodities Regulator settled charges with the sibling crypto companies on Friday, bearing, barring both firms from any further violations from the C Commodity Exchange Act CEA and the CFTC regulations. According to a CFTC press release, Tether's stablecoin was fully backed by reserves for only one quarter of the time over a 26-month period between 2016 and 2018. Further, Tether commingled reserve funds with the company's corporate funds and held reserves in a notch cash products. At various times, Tether maintained some of the Tether reserves in bank accounts other than the Tether bank accounts. Tether represents VAT at times. It has also included receivables and non-fiat assets among its counter reserves. And Tether represents that Tether has not failed to satisfy a redemption request for Tether tokens in order attached to release said. New York Attorney General's Office reports similar findings in an investigation into Tether and Bifinex that was settled earlier this year. The order also finds that instead of holding all USDT token reserves in U.S. dollars as represented, Tether relied upon unregulated entities and certain third parties to hold funds comprising of the reserves the press release set. Spokesperson for Tether and Bitfinex did not immediately return the request for comment. Next one up, we have Australia has third highest rate of crypto adoption in the world. Finder survey finds, ironically enough, almost 18% of the country's population actually owns the cryptocurrency. And, or any kind of cryptocurrency. Uh, the survey based on site's cryptocurrency adoption index measures the growth of crypto globally through a regular survey of more than 41,600 individuals across 22 countries. Finder survey found Australia has a third highest rate of crypto ownership at 17.8%, topping such countries as Indonesia at 16.7%, and the city of Hong Kong, a special administrative region of China, 15.8%. The global average right now is 11.4% according to finder's results. So let's let's think about that one. We are only 11% of the entire world holds cryptocurrency. And there's a legitimate need for it. So yeah, number go up. That's what I read. Uh, Brazilians bought more than 4 billion cryptocurrency this year as a country looks to regulate crypto. Citizens of Brazil bought more than $4 billion in cryptocurrency in 2020. So far, according to the country's central bank, Bruno Serra, the director of money, money policy at the Central Bank of Brazil, believes that the people's interest in cryptocurrency is unlikely to fade anytime soon, and cryptocurrencies could hit a grand total of $8 billion by the end of the year. All right, number six on our countdown, we got Polkadot unveiling a $770 million development fund ahead of parachain auctions. Polkadot's Gavin Wood has announced more than $770 million development fund just weeks before the network's parachain auctions are set to go live. Wood tweeted on Sunday that Polkadot's treasury has allocated more than $18.9 million into the fund. Wood gave broad, broad suggestions as to how the fund might be spent, stating the capital will be mo mobilized to realize the community's vision for building, improving, educating. Polkadot's ecosystem, in addition to anything else that the Polkadot governance believes is valuable. According to Polkadot's wiki, the treasury funds can be spent if approved by the council, which votes on proposals but for, put forward to them. 
The Polka Dot Council currently consists of 13 members, however, the council plans to expand to 24 seats at some stage in the future. With many polka dot governance votes seeing poor community participation in the past, the development fund may be intended to bolster dots holder engagement with the governance process. According to Polka Assembly, the three governance proposals put forward this past week have seen total voter turnouts of zero, six and seven votes respectively. Stakeholders wishing to put forward a proposal must reserve a deposit of at least 5% of the proposed, proposed spend. With the deposit being either slashed, a burn mechanism to deter validator misbehavior, if rejected or returned, if accepted. With funds being placed at risk in the event of an unsuccessful vote, Polkadot slashing mechanism may be a factor in pending governance engagement on the network. The new development fund was also revealed just weeks before Polkadot's highly anticipated parachain auctions, which are scheduled to begin in early November, suggesting the funds could be intended to kickstart development targeting Polkadot's forthcoming parachain ecosystem. Next up, we have the U.S. Treasury Department says cryptocurrencies could undermine sanctions. The report was released on Monday following a six-month review of U.S. sanctions against countries with which is at odds or suspects of being behind illegal activity. The report noted that digital currency, alternative payment platforms, and new ways of hiding cross-border transactions all potentially reduce the efficacy of American sanctions. These technologies will offer malign actors uh, opportunities to hold and transfer funds outside the traditional dollar-based financial system, the report said, and could be used by advertisers to build new financial payment systems intended to diminish the dollar's global role. The U.S. had put over 9,000 sanctions in place against countries that alleges are behind terrorism and illegal actions or committed human rights violations, including North Korea and Iran, according to New York Times story. Next up, we have Financial Central Bank Pilots blockchain-based CBDC for the debt market. Led by Belgian financial services firm Euroclear, the latest French CBDC trial involved a system by tech giant IBM. Over 500 institutions in France have participated in a 10-month experiment testing a CBDC issued by Banque de France for government bond deals, the Financial Times reported on Tuesday. The CBDC trial was led by Belgium-based financial services firm Euroclear and used the system developed by American technology giant IBM. The CBDC test also involved the French Public Debt Office alongside the central bank in a consortium of major financial companies operating in France, including firms such as BNP Paribas, Credit Agricole, CIB, HSBC, and Societe Generale. As part of the trial, the participants traded government bonds and security tokens, settling them using a CBDC supplied by the central bank. The project tested use cases of of a CBDC in a range of everyday activities, such as issuing new bonds, using them in repurchase agreements, as well as paying coupons and redeeming deals. We have together successfully been able to measure the inherent benefits of this technology, concluding that the central bank digital currencies can settle central bank money safely and security, Euroclear executive Isabel Delorum said. According to Soren Mortensen, Global Director of Financial Markets at IBM, the project went well beyond previous blockchain initiatives because it successfully trialed most central security depositories central bank processes, while cutting off existing interim steps such as reconciliation between market intermediaries. Next, we have former congressman says the U.S. needs to step up on crypto before it is too late. Former Republican Congressman George Netrich Jr., lashes out at the current U.S. administration over its dealings with the crypto sector. In an opinion piece published by the independent political news site The Hill, 
Neverish highlights the deliberate shunning of cryptocurrency, saying that in doing so, the U.S. effectively gives up its chance of becoming the global leader in this space. He further adds the upshot to this is the loss of economic and technological advantage, which makes no sense considering the growing consensus that crypto is here to stay. They are instead leading a closed-door effort with the Biden-appointed heads of financial regulatory agencies to draft recommendations on how the administration should crack down on digital assets. Considering recent events, especially the SEC's dealings with Ripple, is it time to admit the U.S. is intentionally ruining crypto? Good point. New York AG directs two crypto lending platforms to cease activities. New York Attorney General Letitia James ordered two crypto lending platforms to cease their activities, which were determined to be unregistered and unlawful. The platforms are in violation of offering securities and or commodities without having registered with the Office of the Attorney General, according to a statement that didn't identify the companies. Three other platforms were asked to provide information about their activities and products that includes data related to loan-to-value ratios, collateral options, and payout processes. The minimum and maximum amount that can be borrowed, the lending rates, and all fees payable. The actions have been taken by the OAG in accordance with the New York's, the New York's Martin Act and anti-fraud fraud laws that gives the Attorney General authority to investigate any company deemed to be trading securities in the state for the purpose of the Maryland Act. Cryptocurrency is classified as security and therefore subjects its provisions according to the statement. Crypto platforms offering investors in New York a rate of return on the assets deposited with them must therefore register with the OAG. Crypto fundraising deals for the week. We got Element Finance and DeFi Protocol raising $32 million in a Series A funding round led by Polychain Capital. Polychain Capital led the round. Previous investors include Andreessen Horowitz, A16Z, Placeholder, ADOT Capital Ventures, and Scholar Capital participating in the round, which also included new investors, including Republic, Advanced Blockchain, P2P Validator, Rarestone Capital, and Ethereal Ventures. Element, which provides a yield-maximizing marketplace for crypto interest rates, will use the funds to expand its workforce, especially in the areas of engineering, research, user interface, and design, the company said. Fixed rates are a stepping stone for more participants to come into the world of DeFi, and we're excited to play a role in that, Element co-founder CEO Will Willanoa said. Element is a breakthrough financial primitive that has quickly become a cornerstone of DeFi and soon we think will be a core piece of our global financial infrastructure, Polychain Capital founder and CEO Olaf Carlson we said. Manta Network, a privacy project, raises $5.5 million from over 30 different venture capitalists. Announced Tuesday, the Manta Network's latest round of funding included participation from more than 30 venture funds, which include Coin Fund as well as an alternative investment firm, Parify Capital. Other investors include Web3, investment from Long Hash Ventures, CMS Holdings, Divergence, Spartan Group, Global Coin Ventures, Skyzone Capital, Z Prime, and SNZ. The funding has also featured some of the industry's prominent individual investors from major cryptocurrency companies, such as Digital Currency Group, Consensus, and Bitcoin.com. According to the announcement, angel investors included SushiSwap, Semi-Anonymous's core contributor, Zero X Mackey, Dragonfly Capital's Kevin Hugh, Parify General Partner Santiago Santos, and others. Founded in 2020, Mantin Network is focused on building a privacy-focused, interoperable blockchain protocol targeted specifically for DeFi applications, aiming to make DeFi genuinely private. The protocol uses ZK Snarks with Graph 16 proofs, the same cryptographic technology implemented behind privacy-oriented cryptocurrencies such as Zcash or ZEC, if you want to go into that guy. Sublime, a social staking platform, raises $2.5 million in a seed round led by Galaxy Digital. 
DeFi, new life DeFi lending platform in the market that wants to let users stake their digital reputations to access loan. Call Sublime Finance. The platform wants to help borrowers tap into their social capital, says their founder. Sublime has received backing from investors such as Galaxy Digital and Electric Capital, both of which led its $2.5 million seed funding round. Other investors include Fintech Collective, Collab Currency, and angel investors including Jill Carlson, Gunter, and Ryan Selkes. The funding was secured via a simple agreement for future tokens, or SAFT, sale. Uh, Sublime founder Ritik Duda told The Block, with the new capital India-based Sublime plans to continue developing its platform and launch in the coming weeks. Sci Options, an option platform, raises $3.5 million in a series led by Almeida Research. A Solana native options platform built by twin brothers Tommy and Taylor Johnson had closed its initial fundraising round today, the first step towards a host of unique options products, including derivatives-based liquidity mining and non-fungible token options. Liquidity mining is a DeFi finance mechanism in which participants supply cryptocurrencies into liquidity pools and being rewarded with fees and tokens based on their share of total pooled liquidity. <laughs> According to a press release uh, provided to Coindesk, Sci Options has closed 3.5 million raised led by Almeida Research with the additional participation from CMS Holdings, Leisure Prime, MGNR, Wintermute, and Airspeed 18. And last we got at least we have Good Games Guild, a gaming developer raising 1.7 million in series fund in a seed round. Wait, no. Yeah, in a seed round. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, Good Games Guild was established with a mission to become the biggest world virtual economy, NFT gaming community, and NFT marketplace. When it's seen the market demand, the player to earn keeps on raising, followed by the NFT popularity that is skyrocketing and its vast opportunity. We believe that the future of gaming will be on the NFT and blockchain technology. Good Games Guild will contribute to the play to earn movement nft is the next big thing it represents a major shift in culture and modern technology akin to to the introduction of the internet or web 2.0 and social gary vaynerchuk and early investor facebook twitter and uber all right key stats of the week and those reports that you should not miss first up we have ethereum reaching a new all-time high of $178.8 billion in realized cap during Bitcoin's first ETF day of trading. Why is this important? Because the realized cap is taking into account those people who have probably sold their coins when they accumulated at a lower price, sold them for a profit, and then reinvested that. Meaning we have higher investor sentiment and the fact that Ethereum is the one that got the new all-time high in realized cap during Bitcoin's first ETF is just phenomenal. And it's just a good signal overall. Binance announces their largest BNB burn at $635 million in the third quarter of 2021. Head on over to the newsletter to see that pretty little chart by Delphi Digital. Year surpasses $5.3 billion in TVL or $44 million in revenue from year to date. Congrats, guys. The Doodles NFT drop pushed mean gas prices as high as 7,000 guay or roughly a little over $16,000 over the weekend on Ethereum's blockchain. That is insane that, first of all, it's a funny name, Doodles. And the energy drop actually pushed the mean gas price to, what, five figures? To, that's crazy. A healthy balance between longs and shorts remains in BTC perpetual swap, signaling funding rates remain positive, but not at alarming rates. And last but not least, we have L2s reaching $3.8 billion in TVL with Arbitrum, accounting for now over 60% of market share when we're looking at all those L2s that are making our D-Little Ethereum protocol just go as fast as possible. 
Highlights from the top crypto reports in 2021, the Q3 fundraising overview, DoveMetrics, the leading crypto fundraising database, tracking over 2,900 active crypto investors, including funds, DAOs, and angels. Uh, founders Regan Bosman and Pierre Chuzvel. Pierre, if I misspelled your last name, shoot me a DM because that's a really cool name. Breakdown of a deal activity in the space during Q3. And I quote, become the crypto fundraising ecosystem is maturing quickly with companies raising later and larger rounds compared to previous quarters. Capital flowing to the space grew by nearly 50% even as fewer rounds were announced. DeFi has cooled down. DeFi deals are only 25% of rounds down from 35% in the last year. ETH seems to be gaining market share and investor attention with 75% of DeFi deals happening in that ecosystem, a major increase from the last quarter. Excuse me. Next up, we have $7 trillion worth of stocks being exposed to crypto risks. MSCI Inc., an American finance and research company, released a report demonstrating the various risks public companies take on by holding cryptocurrencies and the lack of C-suite talent to mitigate them. And I quote, really simple questions uh, start to become really tricky here. Harlan Tufford, who leads MSCI's North American Corporate Governance Research, said in a podcast discussing the report, like who in a company knows the passkey to access your private anonymous wallet that stores, you know, a billion dollars of Bitcoin. And how do you monitor that? Adding to the challenge is what appears to be a lack of crypto expertise among members of corporate boards or of directors. MSCI searched the biographies of about 6,500 uh, board members and found only 79 people at 64 companies include reference to a cryptocurrency blockchain, while 1,104 of them contain references to cybersecurity. Social risk management, meanwhile, yielding 5,155. So take that as a signal that we need more C-suite executives with actual crypto knowledge and crypto expertise. The market is hungry for them. Almost half of blockchain active wallets are connecting to gaming. Uh, DAP Radar is an analytics platform tracking over 7,775 DAPs from over 20 different protocols. In their latest Q3 report, the team uses on-chain analytics to find insights in current DAP ecosystems, ultimately finding the source of utility for active wall addresses to be related to gaming DAPs. And I quote, the blockchain industry registered 1.5 million uh, UAW, unique active wallets, during Q3, growing 25% quarter over quarter and 509% year over year. One of the main drivers behind the surge of this metric is a blockchain-based gaming. Propelled by the PTE narrative, the number of unique active wallets connected to blockchain games reached 754,000 in Q3. This amount represents 49% of the whole industry's usage. And those are all the highlights I have for you guys this week. Uh, check out for our next podcast where we do a little Q4 Bitcoin update, do a little bit of a deeper dive on what the ETF, how it's affecting the market and what it means for the crypto price outlook for end of Q4. Until then, uh, love you guys. Stay safe and see you soon. Coinstack is sponsored by Heart Rhythm. HeartRhythm is an algorithmic crypto quant fund with assets under management in the top 10% of crypto funds. For three years now, their crypto strategies have generated exceptional returns without a single down month by using a combination of algorithmic trading, margin lending, DeFi yield farming, and market neutral hedged liquidity pools. Their strategies have never had a down month going back to 2018 through both bear and bull markets. On the team, they have a cognitive science PhD, world-class engineers and quants from Google, Airbnb, and Citadel, and an operations team from top venture funds. 
HeartRhythm is on track to put 50% of their performance fees into social impact projects as part of building a crypto quant fund that does good in the world and brings millions of dollars per year into social impact grants. They're building a brilliant regenerative engine for social transformation that turns code into money and money into good while generating exceptional returns. And now HeartRhythm is scaling up their team. They're hiring smart contract developers, quant engineers, data scientists, and a CFO and COO with hedge fund experience. If you're interested in joining their exceptional team or learning more about becoming part of their crypto quant fund, visit heartrhythm.com. That's rhythm like algorithm, R-I-T-H-M. 100% heart and 100% algorithms. That's HeartRhythm. Thank you to HeartRhythm for sponsoring CoinStack.